The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Our world is always so rush, rush. We can never get any personal time to ourselves, let alone those that we love. Welcome to Might Radio with host Gabriella Von Ray. Our mission, to reintroduce kindness and compassion to our busy lives. Remember when life was so much simpler? Gabriella and her guests today will pick up the ball of human kindness and by doing so, empower you to make changes in your own life. And now, here is Gabriella Von Ray. Hi everyone and welcome to the last show of 2012 of Might Radio. I have a guest today that is going to talk about health and peace and we're very excited to have him, Dr. Udo Erasmus. Hi, hi Dr. Udo. Hi, hi Gabriela. Hi, I'm glad to have you on the show. I'm going to tell a little bit what I know about you and then you can tell me what I'm missing. Okay. Um, Udo Erasmus was born in Poland in 1942 and immigrated with his entire family and siblings to Canada after the Second World War. The Canadian wilderness inspired Udo to study the natural sciences, leading to a a bachelor's degree of zoology uh, from the University of British Columbia, and he graduated also in biochemistry and genetics and has a PhD in nutrition. Udo has a passion for life, for every living living thing on this planet. And because I know you a little bit personally, Udo, I would say that there are you are to me in any case an absolute living legacy. Meaning you've done something that um, is really special because you were. I think the word pioneer has to come in into this sentence because you did something of health. That was almost too early when you started 20 years ago. And today, everyone talks about omegas and fatty acids and the healthy part, but you started when nobody ever did that. So that's one. But the second thing that I'm really, really interested that our listeners could listen to is what you're really passionate about. So this show for the listeners is going to be called Health and Peace, and we're going to divide it into two parts. So Udo, tell me in your own words if I was correct in introducing you. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty good. I uh, <laughs> I guess the story could be told in a hundred different ways. Um, so tell me your side of it. So what am I? Well. Let me just talk about what I'm really passionate about. You know, okay. I have, it's occurred to me, I've, I've talked to a lot of people, and I have never yes. yet met anybody who wasn't, who didn't want to have the best, however you define that. But even just like the idea of, well, no, nobody wants to settle for something less than best. But So there's 7 billion people like that on the planet, mm-hmm. and but 7 billion people don't have the best. Okay. And the question for me is always, why Why is that? Because we all could have the best. What is it that gets in the way? 
And mm -hmm. there are two. One is we don't know what is the best in a lot of ways, and that's about education. And part of the reason for the confusion is people tell us things that aren't true because they want the best paycheck, so they tell us something that isn't true. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and then the other one is that uh, we we want somebody else to bring it to us. We, yeah. You know, I so I ask a question. Do you... Who here never complains about the government? You know, I have never, I've done it so many times, I have never had a person put up their hand, never complain about the government. It's a bigger spectator sport than soccer or baseball or football or hockey. And, uh, and so I say, well, you know, that tells me two things about you. One is you know that better is possible, that there are better standards than the ones we have. And the second is that you want somebody else to bring them. But that's not how it works. If you want higher standards, you have to set them yourself. You have to figure out what it is, and then you have to make the effort that it takes to embody that higher standard. But isn't that exactly, huh? isn't that, Dr. Udo, exactly why we can't get to the best? Because it, it's the effort that everyone needs to make themselves that they don't want to make. Yeah. Or they're... I think to some extent we're still little, not quite grown up. We still think that mother is going to do it for us. You know, we kind of grow up that way, right? Mother's going to do it for us. Only now mother is the government. But the truth is that when you grow up and you have something you want to accomplish, then you gotta, you gotta go after it yourself. And, and I think, I think when that becomes really clear, I do think people will. But it's just that people don't really talk about it, and the government makes it sound like we're going to do something, and people always say, oh, we're going to get you this, and everybody gets you something. But in the end, what is the best, we have to determine. So the thing so, I'm most passionate about, you know, it occurred mm -hmm. to me, the only thing that makes this planet interesting is that it has life on it. And the thing that is the most interesting to me is life. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about externally all the creatures that live here, but also internally to be in touch with the, the energy of life because we are light inside and, and the experience of that is actually the best experience there is, in okay. my opinion, of course. I, 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 I hear you clearly. But when you just said that, tell me, uh, and, and not in five minutes, of course, you, you have the whole hour, tell me how that part relates your passion relates to health and your passion relates to peace for other people because okay. obviously you've done already a lot you obviously focus dr Udo. i well yeah i got poisoned before i got focused so sometimes okay so uh, tell us about that sometimes a, a, a big kick in the butt is uh, is just the thing we need to get focused well i uh I got <laughs> I got married and we had three kids and my wife found a new lover and I wanted to kill something so I took a job as a pesticide sprayer completely I mean I mean I think about it now as I was completely insane and so I took a job as a pesticide sprayer I was very good at it and very careless uh mm -hmm. and uh after 3 years of doing it as a job I got poisoned and when mm -hmm. I got poisoned I went to the doctor and The doctor said, we don't have anything for pesticide poisoning. I knew I had cancer to look forward to because pesticides, many pesticides cause cancer. Mm -hmm. I didn't know of a cancer cure with a track record. So when the doctor said, 
I don't have anything for you. I realized just in that instant, for the first time really clearly, that my health is my responsibility, and if I don't care for it, if I don't care, if I don't look after it, uh, nobody cares about it. And I yeah. then started, because I had background in the sciences, I started looking at uh, the research on nutrition and health, nutrition and disease, because the body's made out of food, so when something goes wrong, improving the food is likely to make it a little righter, a little better. And so I started doing that, and I, I started reading about how much damage is done to oils when they're made for shelf life. They're treated with harsh chemicals, and about 1% of the molecules get damaged. And a tablespoon of an oil will get you a million damaged molecules for every one of your body's 60 trillion cells. And I thought, but what you know are what? you, Again, just to interrupt you here for just a second, what is shelf life for the listener? Shelf life, well, what you, does that mean? Yeah, the, the, the person who makes the oil wants mm -hmm. it to have a two-year or three-year shelf life because then he has a very big market. So it has to be able to keep that long. But by nature, oils are quite sensitive. They, they, so, so it's light, impossible to make a really good oil and to have it on the shelves for two years. Yeah. You, okay. well, to do that, then you have to treat it with harsh chemicals, but then you damage the oil. And those oils are associated with more cancer and more inflammation. And I had cancer to look forward to. I said, I can't get healthy on oils like that. We should mm -hmm. be making oils with health rather than shelf life in mind. And that was the okay. big idea. <laughs> I got really excited. Uh, then I learned about omega-3s, that they're essential, not just omega-6s. Everybody knew about omega-6s by 1930. But this was 1981 is when it was established that omega-3s are essential. And I thought, wow, if they're essential, most people don't get enough. They're extremely sensitive. If we could bring them back undamaged and make them available to people, a lot of health problems would get better. So I got really excited. And it was that excitement, first, first the kick in the butt to get me focused, and then the excitement of being able to, to help a lot of people live you know, have more, better quality of life. That's mm -hmm. kind of what drove that. We started from scratch. We were broke. We had no money. We, we were on fire, though. And, uh, and out of that came flax oil, which is now a huge industry. Mm -hmm. And then uh, flax oil was, was not very well balanced, so I then decided to, to develop a blend that has all the good things and none of the bad things. And uh, uh, I started that in 1994. So, but now I'm looking more at, this is, this is oils and health, that's good, that's the area that is the most neglected and has the most promise for physical health, but mm -hmm. health is much more than that, because there is a, a life aspect to health, a body aspect to health, a mind aspect to health, a social group aspect to health, and a nature aspect to health. Okay, mood, so you're saying health has a huge broad spectrum. Yeah, so you can get cancer from being discontent because okay. of what that leads you to live like. Or you I can don't get think people like hearing that, though, because that means, again, that they have to work on themselves first. Of course. Yeah. Of course, in the end. In the end, uh, even though the life is in us, the perfect health, which I, in my view is, is the, the energy of life because it's mm. indestructible, so it doesn't get sick. Uh, if we're, if we don't have an experience of our own life energy, mm -hmm. 
then we're, there's going to always be something missing. And out of that being missing, we're going to chase a lot of stuff that isn't helpful. Mm-hmm. Same with, the, <clears throat> you know, we can get cancer from not getting enough of the right kind of nutrients or too much poison. We can get cancer from negative thinking and what that mm-hmm. leads to and the, the chemistry that triggers in us. We can get cancer from social pressure when it's out of line with nature, and a lot of social pressure is out of line with nature. And we can get cancer from a polluted environment. So, so if you want to look at health, that. you have to look at what is the role that each one of those plays in health. And but, but, each one of these five has a different nature and a different function. Each one needs a different kind of attention. Each one needs attention on a regular basis. And if you want to be healthy, you've got to give each one regular attention. And each one goes off in a different way. And each one responds to a different kind of intervention. But you just said something really interesting to me. The environment, the polluted environment. And here I bring in the government, just like you did earlier. Because if I'm your average consumer, Dr. Udo, and I don't know any better... Uh, I hope that the water that I drink out of my tap when I brush my teeth or in the kitchen or the vegetables that I buy are not sprayed with pesticide. Right. So h- how do you explain this to people? Because even if you do your best, let's let's say you really do, yeah. we have not been educated on those parts because why would we believe that the government would put food in our stores that are bad for us, honestly. <laughs> yeah, because no, but we if you medicine. think about that I, concept, you were just talking about a parent and the government. Right. I don't so, I in my head I say, why would you put an oil on the market full of shelf life, like you just said, but in the meantime there's a chemical in it. Mm-hmm. I would not know that. And I think all the listeners would not know that either. Right, and that's part of the problem, which is why education is so important, because when we're not educated, when we don't know what's true, I don't mean education, but when we don't know what's true, we're actually victims. That puts us in the position of a victim. Now, we're not supposed to be victims, but we are victims of our own ignorance, which is why education and why finding out what's true is so important, and which is also why lying is is so destructive because lying is a form of dictatorship because when somebody lies to you, gives you information that isn't true, then when you make choices on that information, you make bad choices. So it's a form of dictatorship. And and so what we need and a lot of, uh, I mean, we get a lot of <laughs> information that isn't true. And so we need to take responsibility for finding out what is true, and we have to do that for ourselves. I or, always think that it's not even a question. to do that, we yeah. need to ally ourselves with people who will tell the truth. You know, because That's... we can't all learn everything. Okay, but so money is to, at the base for not telling the truth. Sources. Is that correct? Hmm? Is money at the base for not telling the truth? Uh. Well, usually people don't tell the truth for two reasons. One is to gain an advantage without effort, and and okay. in in uh, in commerce, that's that's you know, if you make the worst product, you're still going to say it's the best one. 
Because if you say, I make the worst product and I'm really proud of myself, people will say to you, well, where's the best product? Because that's the one I want, right? So if you don't make the best product, then you're going to start lying about it. So there's one is to gain advantage without effort, and the other one is to avoid pain. That's the two reasons that I know why people lie. Uh, in commerce, of course, it's always about market and and how getting people's attention and saying things and implying things for the product. Like if you say Coke adds life, as an old ad somewhere, right? Yeah. Actually, actually, Coke is incredibly bad for for us in how acidic it is, uh, and it doesn't add life because uh, life has nothing to do with Coke. Mm-hmm. But then you make pictures of parties and everybody, You, if you have a Coke in your hand, you're the life of the party and you're really <laughs> sexy and you're going to be able to land the girl and all that. And that works on us if we're not paying attention. And and it's one one of the reasons why we need to live consciously and examine things, question things. My view is you got to question everything. Including you what do, I think. But again, that's where you start. <laughs> Why? Because this you, you know what's true only when you know it's true. And it's on, you only know it, what's true if it's true in your experience. Then at least of, it's true for you. Of course. You have to experience everything first. Even you, you had to have a bout of poison to yep. say, hey, what is this health industry actually doing for us, right? Yeah. And no, it's true. And, uh, so whatever it takes. So sometimes when things are really bad, you know, that's that's a huge blessing because it makes, you know, when when uh, when you have a bad government, I notice that when people have a really bad government, because sometimes they have, they have a good government, when they have a good government, they get lazy. When they have a bad government, they start they start uh, taking more responsibility because they, when they when the government gets really bad, then people say, "Hey, I can do as, as well as that. I can do better than that. And then they start taking responsibility for the things we should have always been taking responsibility for that we haven't because we thought the government would take care of it if we had a good government. Yeah. Dr. Udo, we'll be right back. We're going to break for a commercial. And stay tuned, listeners. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv Family caregivers face some tough challenges every day in caring for a partner, parent, child, sibling, friend, neighbor, or even coworker. You are there to provide the care that these people need after everyone else has gone home. Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley will provide you with a social networking experience. You'll hear from experts and others who are experiencing the same things, and together you will promote a common cause. Tune in to Family Caregivers Unite twice every week. 
Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety and on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. tuned in to might radio do you have a question or comment for our show perhaps you wish to share your own stories of human kindness please send an email to gabriella von ray at gmail.com that's g-a-b-r-i-e-l-l-a-v-a-n-r-i-j at gmail.com now back to might radio with gabriella von ray if you're just tuning into the show, we're talking about the topic health and peace with Dr. Udo Erasmus. Um, Dr. Udo, you were just saying the broader spectrums of health, and it was really interesting. But I would love to ask you a little bit more about the oil before we go more into the broader spectrum. Because your oil, there are a lot of questions that people have. Is omega-3 good? Is flax oil good? There are a lot of controversy because, again, we are not educated. And we believe the first person that we trust that tells us something in the store because they always know better than we do. That's kind of how I feel about it. So tell us a little bit more about what it is in your oil that we need, essentially, to live a healthy life. Okay. Well, when it comes to fats and oils, there are really only two things that we need, and they're called essential fatty acids. They're essential because... We can't make them in the body from anything else. We've mm-hmm. got to have them. Therefore, they've got to come from outside. If we don't get enough, we cannot stay healthy. Our body will deteriorate. We will get deficiency symptoms. They will get worse with time. And if we don't get enough long enough, we die. This is how important these essential nutrients are. And if, we, if we're going down because we're not getting enough, and here's, this is the good news, uh, if we're going down because we're not getting enough of an essential nutrient, but before we die, we bring enough of it back into the diet, then all of the problems that come from not getting enough are reversed because life knows exactly what to do with these nutrients, provided we take responsibility to make sure enough of them land in our body so life can do its job with them. So that's what essential means. In the area of fats, only two, omega-3 and omega-6, are essential. And they come in two forms. One is foundation, which comes from plants, which is like the cooking oils. They come from plants. And the oils that I worked with and that I developed come from plants to, to build the foundation that we need. These are not supplements like fish oil that you take in capsules. These are two, three, four tablespoons a day that you, you mix in food, but you don't use them for frying because the single worst thing that we've ever done for health in 200,000 years is frying foods in oils, absolutely health-destroying, increases cancer, increases inflammation, whether you burn starch in your frying pan or you burn protein in the frying pan or you overheat the oil, all three of them increase inflammation and increase cancer. So we should be not using oils for frying. We should be using water or eating things raw when possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the whole thing, the, the oils were all based on a book that I wrote called Fats That Heal, Fats That Kill. And the reason for that title 
is because they're two completely opposite stories, which is why fats have been so confusing, is there are fats that heal that are really important that we got to have, that are good for us, that are required for health. And there are fats that are really bad for us, that make us sick, that give us diseases, that increase cancer, and that kill us. And once we understand that there are two opposite stories, then it all falls into place. We just have to figure out which ones are the fats that heal and make sure we bring them in and optimize our intake of them. And we, they, and then we need to deliberately exclude the fats that kill if we want to be healthy. Give me an so, example, for example. What? Give me an example for the listener. What is a fat that kills? Fats I really don't kill? know. So. The, the, well, the cooking oils are already, okay. even before you put them in the frying pan, are already damaged. And when you put them in the frying pan, you damage them even more. So fats that kill, anything, anytime you fry a fat or an oil, you turn it into a fat that kills. There are no fats that kill in nature. That What turns fats that heal into fats that kill is industrial processing or damage done during food preparation. Frying is the biggest one. Of course, there's the trans fatty acids. Everybody knows about those now. Mm -hmm. And uh, those also are mostly made by industry. And those increase uh, double risk of heart attack, increase diabetes, and interfere with immune function, cause lots of other problems. But you uh, those said... are the fats that kill. The fats that heal, specifically mm -hmm. omega-3 and omega-6, are essential. Mm -hmm. And then there are other fats that are natural, that are good sources of fuel, that are actually better sources than carbohydrates, because you will not get fat on, on eating oils, but you will get fat on eating carbs. That's where most of our overweight comes from, overeating carbs. That's so hard for people to kind of grasp that when you're eating a fat that's healthy, you don't get fat. Yeah. No, because you, you it know, uh, especially suppresses for women, appetite and it, gets, <laughs> Sorry. and it gets your fats burning. But it's counterintuitive, right? Eat fat, get yeah. fat. It's just not true. It's mm -hmm. just not true. Eat carbs, get fat. Because the I've body, been... if you don't burn them, the body turns them into fat. And, and uh, when you... That, and, and the 60, you know, when we started eating less oils and more fats, or at sorry, and more carbohydrates in the 80s, that's what we were told to do, uh, overweight went from 25 to 65% of the population in 25 years. Wow. And, and we were eating less, less fat and we were eating more carbs. And, yeah. and only now we're beginning to realize that it's the carbs that cause the, the overweight and that that advice was absolutely bad advice because there are no essential carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are the least important food, and fats have ever always been better fuel for the human body than carbs. There's a long, I could go into a long story about that. But yeah, Th but that sounds like <laughs> terrible statistics to me. From 25 yeah. to 65? 25 to 65% of the population wow. overweight in 25 years. From the change <laughs> That's we really made, short. Re recommending less fats and more carbs. I have a question for you. You did mention that your oil was vegetable-based. Yes. And I have a question right here. It's an annoying question, but I'm going to ask it it's anyway. Annoying. Because, again, we were talking about pollution and stuff. So how do we know that the oils that you use, do they come from the sea? Yes, they come from seeds, and we get the organically plants. grown seeds, so they don't have pesticides in them. 
And, so, and there was so a time when everything was organic because pesticides had not been invented, but now you have to specify because people invented pesticides whose only, whose only purpose is to kill living things. It's like, okay, and if they kill bugs, our chemistry is not that different from the chemistry of insects. If they're poisonous to an insect, they would be poisonous to us as well. Wow. I, I have know personal that. experience. But so, so the, the, the algaes and the plants are, are made in a tank? No, the, no uh, the, the, uh, the seeds and nuts we use are not grown in tanks. But okay. there is no, one blend that's, that has algae in it. That, that's actually the algae make a supplement. And then okay. the fish eat the algae. Krill eats the algae. Then fish eat the krill. Actually, that's also plant-based. And we call it fish oil because we caught up with it in the fish, but the fish got it out of its food supply. And at the bottom of the food chain, it's algae that make it. Okay. So you can, so get, you can get the foundation, omega-3 and 6, mm -hmm. uh, and you can get the foundation plus supplement in the algae, uh, in, in the, in the plant-based oil with algae oil in them. DHA369 blend, it's called. How do you, if, if you were sitting in front of an enormous audience right now, yeah. and you said the best of everything to put into your body, we only have one body, everyone knows that, yeah. what would be the advice you gave right now to change your diet habit for 2013? What is the one okay. essential thing that everyone needs to stop? I would, say, I would say to them, if you look at what is the standard that life set for health, it was fresh, whole, raw, organic food. And if you go and, and look in your kitchen, what you have in your kitchen and how you prepare it, then ask yourself, how many steps are you away from fresh, whole, raw, organic? And the difference between that, fresh, whole, raw, organic, and what you're doing is the gap from which, within which most of your degenerative conditions will come. So take steps back in the direction of fresh, whole, raw, and organic. And the second thing would be emphasize greens, good oils, and protein, and limit your carbs to the amount you burn. Okay, so I hope everyone heard that. Limit your carbs to more, the, to the amount fats. you burn. Because otherwise you'll get fat. How do you know if you burned them all? Do a pinch test on your belly or your butt. And if the pinch test comes up empty, you burn them. And if the pinch test comes up full, then you need to lower your carb intake until it comes up empty. That's my weight loss management uh, uh, program. Um, I'm missing a word. Uh, monitoring program. Weight loss okay. monitoring program. Pinch, pinch your belly or your butt. <laughs> you shouldn't Thank have you, Dr. For, for that advice. We're going again into commercial break. Stay tuned, okay. everyone. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to A Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life. 
A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Listen for Trust Across America every week on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in as host Jordan Kimmel is joined by national experts in the fields of accounting, finance, organizational behavior, and sustainability, as well as companies that are applying strategies that are enabling them to be recognized as doing the right thing by the American Trust Awards. Your host Jordan Kimmel is himself a trusted professional with years of experience in applying strategies and consulting with today's leading firms. Trust Across America is heard Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to Might Radio. Do you have a question or comment for our show? Perhaps you wish to share your own stories of human kindness. Please send an email to Gabriella Von Ray at gmail.com. That's G A B R I E L L A V A N R I J at gmail.com. Now, back to Might Radio with Gabriella Von Ray. Hi, everyone, and thanks for tuning in. We're with our guest, Dr. Udo Erasmus, and we just talked for the last half an hour on health and the broad spectrum of health. And thank you for that advice just before the commercial break. And I would, I would love, I know that you have a lot of other passions. And I think just because people have heard of you and your products, it'd be really, really nice, uh, Dr. Udo, that people would know your passion of peace and especially what that means in 2013, living in a world right now where there's almost war everywhere. You cannot turn the television on without hearing awful stories, whether it's in North America, whether it's in the Middle East, whether it's anywhere in the world, but I give you already the example of the killings we just had really recently here in Connecticut, mm-hmm. and I know you're passionate about that. So tell me first, how did you get into that? Okay, how I got into it is I had the good fortune to be born during the Second World War, and being two years old and completely terrified, when the, when the war ended and we were fleeing with the communists behind us, chasing us, and you knew you ended up going to end up in I didn't, but my mother knew that we would end up in Siberia if they caught us. And the Allies were shooting us at us from planes from the other side. So we were fleeing, let's see, we were fleeing east, and uh, the Allies were shooting us from the east, and the communists were chasing us from the west. And uh, a lot of things happened. My mother had a nervous breakdown, and uh, she left us behind. I, I ended up in an orphanage for a short time, and I'm sure that was for a two-year-old. That's a that's a very enlightening experience. And uh, but so because of that, because I saw what happens when people don't deliberately cultivate peace in in their in their own life and in their society, what happens? Uh, I became very interested in how people can live in harmony and how people could live in peace very early. I remember thinking about it when I was six. And so it's been a lifelong thing for me. And it turns out that uh, we take peace for granted until we lose it, just like we take health for granted until we lose it. And then we pray for peace when we're in the middle of the war, 
But when we don't have a war, we completely neglect it. Even though peace is built into every human being, it's the only kind of real peace that I've been able to find, built into the core of every human being, it's embedded in life, and if we were to take just a little time every day, just to sit down, shut up, turn off the television, unplug the phone, and just be present in our own life, we would discover an unbelievably beautiful experience of peace or contentment. There's wisdom in it. There's light in it. There's joy in it. Uh, there's beauty in it. Unbelievably, how unbelievable, <laughs> how beautiful people are from inside, yep. from the point of view of life. Of course, we don't do that so much because we're so busy chasing things in the world. We're hoping that in the chasing all the things we chase, we are going to find our peace or our contentment. We will feel taken care of. And it never happens on the outside. People will not get content except for seconds at a time. Oh, yeah, wow, I did it, right? And so there's a certain amount of exhilaration for that, but it doesn't last long because a few days later, I've talked to billionaires who do these incredible, successful projects, and it's always the same. At the end of it, they feel let down. They feel they, they, they create a, 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 you know, a vision for something, then say, okay, I'm going to go after it, and when I achieve it, I'm going to feel content. And then when they achieve it, they feel good that they achieved it, but the contentment is still missing. So then they set another one, and another one, and another one, and another one. When if they just stopped and sat down and did nothing for, for an hour, they would discover the contentment they're chasing on the outside is waiting for them on the inside. But don't, and I think don't it's you, really funny. Huh? Don't you feel that this is what I'm discovering slowly by going to schools, as you know, that's one of the things I do. It's a little bit what you're saying. I think that we're looking for human kindness and peace through our governments because we think that they are supposed to do it yeah. instead of understanding if I am peaceful every morning, I can give so much more. But that part seems to be yeah, almost also, non-realistic. because yeah, you they can also hold, it doesn't. You can also ahead. hold the government's feet to the fire if you actually have a peace that's real. Because in it is wisdom, and in it is your own personal power. Uh, and the government's kind of peace is absence of war, which, as far as I know, absence of war when the shooting stops, which is a good idea when the sh shooting stops. But that's not peace, that's a ceasefire. And, yeah. and after the ceasefire, often the people still hate each other as much or more than they did at the beginning of the war. So then we bring in peacekeeping forces, which would be more appropriately called keep them from killing each other for us. And we need them not, not because we have peace. We need them because we don't have peace when the, when the shooting stops. So peace has, has to have a different basis. Um, the, and, and what I see going on around the world, I've, I'm, I'm 70 now, so I've been around a little bit. What I see is more and more people get frustrated. When, they are not, when they're not enjoying the contentment, in the core of their own being, then they're going to be discontent. When they're discontent, they're going to find somebody to blame. When they're, 
when they're always looking outside, they'll blame somebody outside. It's my parents. You know, it's the war. You know, it's, it's, it's the school. It's the government. You know, and then you start seeing when people get discontent and then get, they get connected through the Internet. And then they start these groups. And then they go and they do whatever they do. You know, in, in, you know we know what happened in Egypt. We know what's going on in Syria. All of it comes from discontent. And I'm not saying there aren't things to change, but violence doesn't change them for the better. So why do we hate each other so much? Why do all these cultures feel such hatred? Because we're not in touch with loving ourselves. We don't love our life. How are we going to love any other life? So and then and then we're basically living a, a life in torture because our society, our culture, does not have any real practical things about deliberately pursuing peace in our lives. So we live in in this in this total turmoil. And when you and when you live in total turmoil and you and you feel tortured in your mind because you can't figure it out, and you have availability uh, access to a gun there's a pretty good chance that under your the torture you're living in somewhere along the line you're going to pull the trigger and to me discontent if you look at it discontent is the single reason for every problem on this planet whether you're talking about domestic violence you're talking about uh, uh, gun violence you're talking about kidnapping and all that, all those kind of crimes. You're talking about war. Talk, you know, in Vancouver, I mean, talk yes. about discontent. In Vancouver, we had a riot because the Vancouver Canucks lost the Stanley Cup hockey game. Yes, we now, did. You know, it's like if you're content, if you're discontent, you can always find a reason to be destructive in one way or another. And that destructiveness ends when you feel content. And then you can take on what needs to be changed, but you can take it on in a deliberate fashion and not create more problems in trying to take on problems. So I'm a very large, very, very great proponent that the deliberate practice of peace, where we bring our awareness back to the core of our being inside our chest, that's where, where I, I think it's centered, and feel okay. what that feels like and get to the place where we actually feel taken care of by the life that is taking care of us. I'm a huge proponent of making that part of the curriculum. I, I, let me just say one more thing. You know, we have, a, we have a defense department that's externally directed and that mm -hmm. keeps our borders safe, supposed to, right? Mm -hmm. Then we have a state department. They're the guys who talk softly and warn about the big stick. That's mm -hmm. also externally directed. Then we okay. have now, now we have an internal security outfit that's called uh, Homeland Security. And where is the department in not just the U.S., but where is the department in any country except Bhutan, a little Himalayan kingdom, where is the department whose job it is to encourage peace within the country. And my view is this, that we send our soldiers out, put their life at risk, to 
so that to, to defend our borders so that we can be safe at home, live our life in peace at home. And what are we doing at home? We're fighting, bickering, bitching, complaining, and, and, and we're not practicing peace at all. So my view is that the, the soldiers are doing jo- their jobs and the citizens are not doing their job. And it's about time, if we want to not destroy ourselves, it's about time that we started to practice the peace that is already in everybody and that we yeah, did that deliberately. You know how passionate I am on human kindness and I yes. think culture, yes, I, I ethnicity, have to religion, worldwide, I think all of us have dropped the ball on that. But my question then would be for the listener, it is, I mean, I hear what you said, I hear every word, yep. but how difficult, and, and just I'm throwing the question out there, we're going to go into a commercial break, and then when we come back, if you could answer that, is okay. how do we, how can I make a difference by teaching it to my friends or my circle, and you teaching it to your circle, and you are a public speaker, so you have a bigger arena, how can we teach the practice? Because, again, and you know my show, People, I say they're, they're busy when the music starts of my radio, you hear a lot of noise. And I do that on purpose because I think that's how people live with this <laughs> continuous cacophony of, of noise. Yeah, and you so, slow them, bring them, bring them out of the noise. Yeah. So think about how can we bring them out of the noise yeah. into inner peace within yeah. without them all thinking that we've all gone crazy and artsy fartsy. <laughs> Stay tuned and we'll go into a commercial break. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. What if you were willing to be controversial, choosing kindness instead of judgment, willing to stand out from the crowd, being a leader in creating a new reality, even if others don't follow? You can make a difference. Start by tuning in to The Value of Controversy. Each week, our hosts will bring you the tools to help create the world that you want to live in and explore what's possible when you choose from the controversy of consciousness. Listen for The Value of Controversy every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Might Radio. Do you have a question or comment for our show? Perhaps you wish to share your own stories of human kindness. Please send an email to Gabriella Von Ray at gmail.com. That's G A B 
R-I-E-L-L-A-V-A-N-R-I-J at gmail.com. Now, back to Might Radio with Gabriella Von Ray. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. We were just talking to Dr. Uda Erasmus about this question, Dr. Udo, and um, how are we going to teach or educate everyone around us to go and find that peace within? Because a lot of my friends say it's too hard and it's too difficult, so they give up really, really quickly. Okay, well, before I go there, let me just say something about you. Uh, I gotta tell you, I, I love you and I love what you're doing with the notion of picking up the ball of human kindness. That's a, such a beautiful, simple way to talk about what I'm trying to talk about in my fa- fancy terms too, in a way. So mm-hmm. the question is, how do you, how do you make peace happen? Well, the really, the only thing you're really responsible for is to make it happen in your life. In other words, I am not responsible for the peace in your life. I am responsible for the peace in my life. Of course. And, and what, but what's interesting about it is that if I mind my own business and, and connect to the peace inside of me, mm-hmm. I get to be kind of nice to be with. I get to be mellow. It feels really good. It is the most incredible experience that a human being ever has is the experience of complete and utter contentment. And that's attractive to people. And you can say things to people about it, but they're not going to do anything with it if they're not interested. But they will remember it, and they'll feel it, and sometimes people will ask me, you know, there's something about you. I said, one guy said to me, I watched you walk across the gymnasium. I was in a meeting. And he says, what do you do? There's something about the way, I mean, I, I think I look like a klutz when I walk. <laughs> But but he saw something, so I explained it to him. I said, I, I do a practice where I hold my attention in my heart, and that makes me a little less tall but a lot more wise. And I like to, I like to live in that experience because it is the best experience for a human being to live in. From that experience, I'm connected to that same experience in every human being. I can talk to that experience in every human being. But you can't make anybody do anything except you have power within your own being to become whatever is possible. The, you know, talk about the best, right? Whatever is the best experience of having a human life. You only have it for a while. So you, 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 it's probably not a good idea to put it off. But, uh, but I do that mainly because it's important to me. So I can't make anybody else do it. I certainly would uh, uh, be, uh, you know, I'm happy to talk about it. I'm happy to talk about it because it's peace is not a political or a religious concept, but it is actually a reality within our biology. So I'm working mm-hmm. on, a, on a biological roots of peace book. So we can, we can uh, you know, I can... The most important thing is I want to live like that myself, and then whoever is interested, uh, you know, can, once the person is interested, it's not like I have to say a lot either. 
Mm-hmm. But if you if you are interested in that topic and you don't know how to do it, then then you need to look for someone who knows more about it than you do. And uh, true, and and true that we can't force anyone, Doctor yeah. Udo. I really agree with that. But because I'm going around with the ball of human kindness, people ask, "How do you get there?" And and for me, my answer is simple: is take away all the material things because we really don't need it. Take away and the material things. Yes, lift from the heart. And I think yeah. just for you that the war was very um, predominant in your life and made you think, yeah. for me growing up three years in an orphanage made me think too. Yeah. And I, I, I honestly don't believe, and I know people don't get this, is I was not unhappy in the orphanage. Yeah. Like I'm not unhappy in the modern Western materialistic world. I just... Right. Because I, as the core of Gabriella, as the being, has not changed. And that's right. a little bit what I'm hearing from you, too. And I would like to advocate that. And I think our messages are very parallel. And it's amazing to have you on the show, Dr. Udo. And we'll definitely have you back. But I would like to give you the opportunity to tell the listeners, again, once again, the title of your book, where they could obtain it, your products, your website, all that stuff. Okay, the the book is called Fats That Heal, Fats That Kill. If you look it up on the internet, it's on there about seventy thousand times. <laughs> the the uh, the website is udoerasmus.com, and if you don't know how to spell that, then uh, get the book because I spelled it right on the book. But if you can look up the book, and my name is spelled right on the book, you'll, you can find images of it on the Internet. And I basically work with oils that are in the fridge, in the supplement section, in the natural food stores, because these are oils that are kept refrigerated because they're sensitive. That's the only way you can keep them uh, by either refrigerating or freezing them. And I also work with digestion and uh, uh, with digestive enzymes and probiotics and fiber because digestion is the second most neglected area of nutrition. We've all, we all know about minerals and vitamins, so I didn't get into that. I got into what was not being addressed. And so I work with fiber as well, and I have a green product because all the people who claim to be interested in health still don't eat their vegetables, so we made a green, a green product that is that they can take to the office with them or take with them when they travel. Um, uh, Could you see, repeat your website and just spell it out for a second? Website or- is udoerasmus.com, and that's, that's spelled U-D-O-E-R-A-S-M-U-S. If you look up Udo, U-D-O, on the Internet, you'll find my name comes up quite a bit, Udo Erasmus, UdoErasmus.com, or WriteFatDiet.com will take you, also take you to my website. That's I amazing. I that one because people don't know how to spell my name, WriteFatDiet.com. And the reason and for that is we've tried high-fat, low-fat, no-fat, and fake-fat diets. The thing we've never tried in terms of health and weight management is a right-fat diet, and the right-fat diet actually works. And anyone that would like to contact Dr. Udo, just contact him through the websites. Yeah, I have a guest guest book on the website, and they can 
contact. And just so you know, he's a public speaker, so he can come into your neighborhood. He travels all over yeah. North America and the rest of the world. And I'd I think that, you, you that just I, came back from China, didn't you? I came back from China. I was in Japan and in Australia as well. Uh, and I would be very happy to be the first manager of the Department of Peace in the United States. I just have to finish writing my letter to Mr. Obama, uh, uh, President Obama. Since it's not being put in a, as an act of parliament, he could just create it. I don't know if that... <laughs> well, that's it. what you want to do is exactly what I want to do in the schools. Let's get a yeah. course in there that teaches how we need to like each other first. Yeah. Ourselves. Right? Yeah, like ourselves. If I like myself, yeah. I'm never going to hurt anyone else and I'm never going to bully him or I'm yeah. never going to do anything mean because I feel good about who I am. Yeah, the homework is always the most important work. I know, but that's the part. And again, I go back to the sentence that you said, the best of everything. Mm -hmm. People think they want it, but again, it's only in material things. They never put anything on their wish list. That's but, like... So but personal. the best for you is you. I know, but yeah. I wish I wish people would see that they are well, the we'll biggest. Just keep repeating it. We'll, we'll, we'll repeat it over and over till they get it. <laughs> yeah, till they get it. Okay, so everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to the Might Radio Show. We will be back in the new year in 2013, and with other guests, we'll, we'll bring you another guest uh, in the new year that will talk about cancer. Uh, Dr. Udo, thank you so much for closing the year with me. I really appreciate that. It's a special show. Thank you, Gabriella. Thank you, everyone. Thank you again for joining us this week. Might Radio with Gabriella Von Ray can be heard every Friday at noon Eastern Time, 9 Pacific Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week, and until our next show, think of a random act of kindness that you can perform. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.